Picture a woman sitting in a busy cafe. As a waiter walks past, he trips and pours hot soup down her arm. The woman screams and insists an ambulance be called to take her to the nearest hospital, despite there being no obvious sign of injury. Now consider a different customer, who wipes themselves down, checks for burns or blistering, and then politely declines the offer of a lift to a local pharmacy. Resilience starts to be shaped in our early years, when we are being taught how to respond to an accident or mishap. The response should be appropriate for the situation, and things start to go awry if those teaching us continually overreact, turning small crises into catastrophes, or less commonly, underreact, inappropriately brushing off physical or emotional pain. When difficult situations arise, the parent or carer needs to take time to help the child explore the circumstances and build a vocabulary and response that is appropriate to the pain they are feeling. It is the emotional equivalent of teaching a child to cross the road. To start with, we carry them across, then we walk beside them, holding their hand. We progress to crossing at their side, within grabbing distance. We drill into them, stop, look, listen. Look right, look left, look right again. And eventually, we manage to let them cross independently. But the no-nonsense type of household, who tend to brush difficulties or mishaps under the carpet, may not offer the same opportunity to learn the appropriate emotional language. Resilience is all about the ability to grieve and recover when something happens. So those people who refuse to acknowledge a setback might outwardly look like they are resilient, but in fact may live in survival mode, shutting down their emotions to avoid dealing with physical or emotional pain. People with strong resilience have a natural ability to bounce back from minor setbacks, and when faced with more significant life events such as bereavement, separation or parental divorce, they can take stock of their emotions and assess what is needed to recover, to ask for time and space, to ask for help from friends, a partner or parents, or possibly even to enlist professional help to regain their resilience and emotional stability. But where resilience is lower, setbacks may provoke a disproportionate or more prolonged recovery. And throughout life, this behaviour can become habitual and difficult to break. Building resilience is a lifelong journey, and no matter how resilient we are, everyone has their limit. So try to develop a network of people you can turn to when times are tough, and think of strategies and techniques to help you cope with the ups and downs of life.